Welcome back to the Starting Five Podcast on SB Nation Grease Bear Blues. I am the one P Shark. Um, I'm at underscore Scarlet on Twitter. Uh, I think I'm okay after this week, y'all. I think I'm okay. This is Trevor. I rarely make WWE references, but in WWE, we acknowledge Roman Reigns as the tribal chief. I think it's time we start acknowledging Dylan Brooks as the grindstone. Please, but kicking it down. I mean, if we're going to do a WWE reference, you know, um, let's hope that the Grizzlies can survive this podcast series. Uh, it's really shitty. Passing down to my big man down low. Yes, sir. It's your man at Tev Shakir. And I come in with two questions, one we can get to later. But I start off the first one by asking, what is a unicorn? What is a unicorn? And I'm actually on Webster'sDictionary.com right now. And the second definition, because the first one is referred to like the animal and all that. Second definition is something unusual, rare, or unique. How y'all doing on this happy Sunday? The question is, how are you? Because you came with a little shade this morning. Yeah. I'm blessed and highly favored, brother. What's going on? I don't know. I just asked a simple question. You know (laughs) what I'm saying? I didn't tweet it. I asked y'all. I came at you directly to y'all. And I just had a simple question. That's all. And I think I answered it by the way, but you know. Um, and and also in the WWE reference, there are unicorns um that have been doing some big things, even in boxing. But anyways, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chad. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll open that can of worms. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a bright side. The Greases did go two and one this week. That's well, true. Well, ways worked. <laughs> uh took another weekend, y'all though. But let's get to it. Um, beat Houston Monday. Um, actually, they were actually on the other side to blow out, blow out in that game. Uh, actually, kind of really blew out the Clippers on Thursday. Two home games, two care business. Uh, won the road last night in uh, in Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota, and lost one thirty eight to ninety five. Uh, which was all where all the shade was pointing to. Uh, before <laughs> pointing out these scores, but um. Do y'all what? What y'all want to talk about? Talk about what y'all thought about this whole week in general, all three games. Um, I, I guess I'll start off. I did have the Grizzlies going two and one, Mister Captain. Um, but there was a, a, a switch in the games that I thought that the Grizzlies would win. Um, and I guess I more specific, specifically want to talk about the Clippers game and the Minnesota Timberwolves game. My issue or my problem with the Grizzlies is their ability to get up or rise to the occasion when it's time to play the Clippers, the Lakers, the, um, I don't know, the Bucks, the Heat. Who, the Warriors. The, the, the Warriors. There you the go. Warriors. Come on, man. Thank you, thank, you <laughs> thank you for pointing that out. The Warriors. My, it's good when they do that. But then they have games when they play the Pelicans, when they play the Timberwolves, when they play, they beat the Rockets earlier, but I'm just going to throw that out there for an example because they're, you know, no no shade to the Rockets, but they're a bad team. And they play those type of teams. Terrible. They I'm play fine. those type of, it's okay. It's okay. They play those type of teams and they just don't show up. They don't show up at all. Yet we're supposed to, as Grizzlies fans, accept that they're young, they're growing, they're rebuilding. Me personally, I have an issue with it. I re- again, 
when somebody shows you who they are, then believe them. And my issue is they can't get up for the games that they're supposed to win. Yet we want the Grizzlies to get the respect that they're supposed to get. We want them to be on nationally televised games. We want them to have more than three or four games on ESPN, TNT, whatever the case may be. But we can't say that and we can't expect that when we lose by 43 points to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Again, no shade to the Minnesota Timberwolves. And if we lose to the Timberwolves, I'm not okay with that, but I can understand it. You know, because, I mean, it's an 82-game season. There are going to be some games that you win. There are going to be some games that you lose. But there is no excuse on God's green earth that we should be losing by 40 points to the Minnesota Timberwolves. And you just beat the Clippers two or three games before. Who the Clippers aren't a bad team. That's my frustration. I'm pretty sure y'all share the same frustration. I can't understand for the life of me why that happens. We have, in my opinion, a pretty decent roster. In my opinion, we have we have John Grant. In my opinion, we have Triple J. We have Triple J. We have Dylan Brooks. We have Steven Adams. We have Desmond Bain. We have all these players. We have all these players that we talked about that the Grizzlies front office had done a good job of compiling together. Yet and still, when it's time to play the Timberwolves, when it's time to play the New Orleans New Orleans Pelicans without Zion Williams, Williamson, we lose. I don't understand that. And so I'm pretty sure you guys will get into it. I'm pretty sure we'll get into that as the show goes on. That's my frustration. That's something I don't understand. And let me make this clear for all of Grizz Nation and those out there, because I want to touch on Skyler's point about a rebuild. The moment you earn a playoff berth, especially in the Western Conference, that talk of a rebuild is over. Preach. I, I don't I don't care how young the team is. And that being young is not even an excuse because last year's last year's playoff team was the youngest in the playoffs since the 2010-2011 Oklahoma City Thunder, which I compared this whole process of the Grizzlies to to how the Thunder was coming up. So once you earn a seed in the playoffs, that talk of a rebuild is over. Now you're looking at how do you shape your roster to become a, to actually contend in the playoffs and actually win a series. So this whole thing about, yeah, we're still in year three of a build, like that talk needs to cease, like here and now. Um, as I said last week, apparently three is the magic number. So if you're making your threes against the Grizzlies and they're not matching it, you're pretty much in good shape to win this game, as did Minnesota did last night. They shot 20 of 41 from, from the three-point lane, which is about 48%. The Clippers game, while albeit we didn't win that game, they shot pretty decent as well. They shot 41%, but we were actually able to match that. And we'll get to everything just later, but we talk ad nauseum time and time again. Win the games you're supposed to win. Like this, this there is no excuse at this point that you should be losing by 40 at, on the road to a Minnesota team. Don't get me wrong, Minnesota is a great talented team. They got a lot of young pieces. Basically, how they played last night is what you should be doing right now, what you should be doing right now, and then some as a team coming off a playoff berth last season. But I'm just as frustrated. I'm pretty sure. The rest of you guys are frustrated as well. As my tagline says, my Jaron build on NBA 2K22 is playing a whole lot better than the real Jaron Jackson Jr. And that's because that's you're playing on pro. Well, Stop. that's because I'm grinding. But playing online, 
Let it gun sound. Let it gun sound. At least he didn't lie. He didn't lie. He didn't lie. Let it gun sound. real trail. I'm just messing. Yeah, I'm keeping it real. That's because I'm grinding. But playing online though, he's actually nice. So act savage. Because Savage got a chance to see him when we played online. But I'll kick it over to Sheedy, man, because I know he's he's been ready to unload. So go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got yeah, the battle yeah. today, man. Oh, I can go get it from first Corinthians. No, no. <laughs> okay. okay, well, again, I let I would like to speak about facts and not feelings. So here's the session. If we could just input like a little um biblical thing right here, Nathan, if you're listening, whenever you get this. Um, but listen, I want to share something with you guys um, that's important. Um, I'm going to express some teams, Mavs, Pacers, Clippers, Bucks, Lakers. And this goes to the point that you are making, Trevor and Skylar, that you're making as well. Those five teams that I just named, Mavs, Pacers, Clippers, Bucks, Lakers, are all teams that are at this point older than the Grizzlies. And of those five teams standing right now, none of them really have a better record, so to speak, besides the Mavs. We just got done beating the Clippers. The Pacers, Bucks, and Lakers are all but, like, well, I would say ass, ass, okay? But we, we have this narrative that we're such a young team, right? So then there's this other group of players or teams, Bulls, Timberwolves, Hornets who collectively are right around the same age as the Grizzlies. And what are they doing? Hornets flourishing right now. I don't care if they're in the East or the West, they're playing some good basketball on a nightly basis. The Bulls playing some exceptional ball on a nightly basis. The Timberwolves just got done mopping us up in Minnesota and playing some pretty decent basketball, to be honest, over the season. So I do not want to hear anything about age being a factor. I do not want to hear that because age ain't nothing but a number. And we have been losing. So. <laughs> and the fact that you harmonize it, bro, like, come on, man. Exactly, on, exactly. Man. Hey, man, I just, I just want to be in, in facts and not feelings, man. And and I don't want there to be the narrative about we're too young, we're into a rebuild, all that out the window. The Bulls ain't Bulls been rebuilding for how long? And where they at right now? And, and we have to just drop that narrative. And I know at some point we'll definitely talk about um, L Unicorn um, as well because I have something to say about that. And, and I got some more stats, of course, and facts to back up what I got to say. But, again, fellas, those that are listening, those that are tuning in, Basketball is about who is not the best team, but who is playing the best for 48 consistent minutes. No team has ever won 82 games all every, any season. Now, as good as the Warriors have been, as good as the Bulls have been, no team has ever done that. Because at some point, those teams said, hey, I know this is the Bulls, the 9596, I know this is the, the Warriors, but you know what? Tonight, I'm going to give it my all. And I'm gonna beat them. And where's our fight? When when Jaw's not playing to the exceptional level because he can't be an all NBA player every day, who's there? I don't know. 
I'll just pass it over to the unicorn himself. Duke, what do you think? Man, look, all I got to say is energy is everything. And like you said, the numbers do not lie. Like the most frustrating thing, and I share you all sentiments, like Trevor, you hit it right on the head. We've seen the team in the bubble that look like a team with potential, like, oh, snap, they can make some 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 heat in the, in the future, you know, the next couple of years. Last year happened. We beat the Warriors, you know, in, in, you know, Steph Curry. Granted, they aren't the team they are now, but we still rose to the occasion and beat them. So I think it's, it's, it's embarrassing to, you know, lose to the Wizards by 25, whatever it was, lose to the Pelicans the way we did, and they only won two games of the season, if that. Uh, to lose last night against the Timberwolves and, and see Anthony Edwards come out and look like he was the next version of Michael Jordan. Like he didn't miss a shot. Where where is the heart? Where where is the heart? And we we we've been talking about this for ten minutes. And the name that no one has brought up is Taylor Jenkins. Taylor Jenkins should be held accountable. If we're gonna make, if they're not talking about on any of the Grizz Nature podcast, uh, GBB, we can make that a thing right now to put Taylor Jenkins on a hot seat. Because like you said, Trevor, you hit it on the head. This is a team that we've seen in a bubble look like they can really do some damage, you know, in the next couple of years. And now we lose them by 40 in a game against the Timberwolves. We lose them, we lose them to a team that had two wins. Like, it's embarrassing. It's frustrating. And that starts at the top with coaching. What What is Taylor Jenkins saying to these dudes to get them in, in game mode? What is he saying to them to prepare them to not lose to a two-game team, a two-win team? Like, it's embarrassing at this point. So if anybody else on set, I'll say it right here. Taylor Jenkins needs to be in a hot seat. Point blank period. It, it, the, the time for, for babying is over, bro. So, so you turn so you turn so you turning the hot water on. It's not it's not warm. A- absolutely, yet, because it's starting to it's starting to warm up a little bit. So y'all you, know me, man. I, I I got an opinion just like everybody else, and y'all know I love me some basketball. I I know for a fact that Grizzlies have the <clears> potential and the players to be a top six, top four team. We should be winning this division right now, but we're not. And it's a reason for that. One of them is because of a player known as the Unicorn. We'll talk about them later. But the other is coaching. But we gotta we gotta acknowledge that. The same thing that we that 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 I came on Brett Brown and we all said that he wasn't a good coach for the Sixers. Same deal. And it's not a, a thing that Taylor Jenkins, he's not the right coach for this team. And we're here's my right thing now. real quick. We're here's my thing real quick in, before Sharky. We're in the play in, it's a wrap for Jenkins. Yeah, here's my thing before Sharky yeah. goes up. I want to know as far as these rotations is concerned, how much of this is Taylor Jenkins? And how much of this is the front office just trying to figure out what's the right pieces for this team? It don't look like because they're on the right page. Yeah, because as much as we want to hold Taylor Jenkins accountable for not getting the players prepared, I, I kind of want to throw my shade a little bit at the front office. Like, let this man coach. Let this man shape the rotations as he sees fit on the floor. And then if it doesn't work out and then we can maybe – point the finger a little bit more at Taylor Jenkins, but I think it's a combination of the front office just trying to, they're probably telling Taylor like, Hey, this needs so-and-so, so-and-so needs to get more playing time or X, Y, and Z uh, needs to, you know, minutes needs to shrink or whatever, but I'm kind of with you there. So, but go ahead. My, my, My thing is like, what if it's not the front office though, telling him to do this? 
Then if it's not the front office, then it's all on Taylor Jenkins. I, I'm just saying because there there are organizations where the front office dictates who plays, who doesn't play, who's in a rotation, who's not. So I don't want to just leave that factor completely out because it's very easy to say, okay, this is all on Taylor Jenkins. But how much of it is is really Taylor Jenkins and how much of it is actually climbing and them trying to dictate who plays and who doesn't? Y'all see my name. I'm not about to get frustrated about, about a 500 team. I started this Mr. Shark 500 for a reason. They're a 500 team. What their record is right now? Eight and eight. <laughs> I'm not about to get frustrated gracious. off these folks, man. They 500. It is what it is. That's what they want. It's a 500 team. That's what everybody want to get excited about. Cool. That's fine with me. I ain't about to get bothered by them. I'm going to watch the games, get my opinions. They're a 500 team. If they won't be building 500, they'll decide to play some defense. They still don't want to play defense for, for whatever reason. I guess they played against Houston. Uh, they better have played defense against Houston. They did decent against the Clippers, but like Tuke said, they still shot well from three. So they still don't want to guard three-point line. And last night was just embarrassing. So that's what 500 teams do. They show up against a good team. They play down to opponents. It is what it is. I ain't about to get bothered about these folks. We just uh, just keep moving, man. I vow to have the patience that Sharky has. I'm I done. cannot wait I, until God blesses me with that. I cannot wait. I, I I share the same sentiments, and it's like for like Skylar, you got a you got a kid, but but um, Chidi, you have an older kid. Um, shout out to A, and it's kind of like you you can tell when he's good at something. And you can see that potential in him, but he's like just not—he's not getting it yet. It's something, you know. It's probably something that he's doing, or like in school or something. It's like I know you got it, son. I know you got it, but it's like, oh, uh, it's just frustrating because I know once you get it and it start clicking, it's gonna be a wrap. But it's something that's keeping the Grizzlies from from clicking, and it is just frustrating as as a Grizz fan. It's it's frustrating. Well, well I think half the battle is just showing up, is it not? Because they again, show up, I, they I, just, I, you can show up and lose by 40, like what happened last night. Like showing up, <laughs> showing up I, I'm, I'm sorry, yeah. that's not showing up to me. That, no, that's in my that's opinion, not that's not showing that's up. Not. That's literally just going through the motions. You may be there physically, <laughs> that's cool enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, to Skyler's point, that's what not having Dylan Brooks in the lineup does. Like, now, if Dylan Bruce was in the lineup and they lost by 40, then you'd be like, okay. But but see, I, I, I get that. And and again, hey. I don't want to take any value away from Dylan Bruce, but I'm sorry to God. There is, no, there is no way on God's green up you still lose that game by 40. If you lose, that's fine. If you lose by 10, that's fine. 40, I'm sorry. I'm not letting that slide. There, I'm not letting that slide. Hit this slide like Savage was talking about <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> Shout out that guy off him. <laughs> Good one. All right, man. Let's get to the Twitter questions. All right. We got a couple. We got three uh, from my good old friend. Speaking of Savage, he was one. His Twitter is handled as msavage901. All of these blowout losses, who is at fault for these? Uh, let me just sign two people since we got three. Sheedy, Took, go. Uh, I'll pick up exactly where the big fella left off, and that's coaching. Um, you make mid, you make adjustments throughout the quarter and definitely at halftime. Halftime is the biggest time to make adjustments. And one thing that I've always rooted myself in and great coaching as well is you have to play well in the first four minutes and the last four minutes of each quarter. 
when you start off flat in the first four minutes, it's very hard to catch back up. And Taylor Jenkins has lost, lost his stride with that. And also, I think, to the point about rotations as well, when you're playing 12 to 15 people on a consistent basis, who's really getting the improvement here, right? Um, and whose flame has really kind of fizzled out. So um, to me, this falls squarely and should fall squarely on coaching um, from top to bottom. Um, yes, the players are also have some of this, but if I'm giving percentages, I 80% coaches, 80 to 85% coaches, and then 15 to 20% to the players, because the point of Skyler makes, you got to show up. You got to have some heart. You got to have something. Like you're getting paid millions of dollars to do stuff that us regular folks would love to do on a regular basis for free. Um, so that's how I stand and where I stand with that one. Um, mine will be coaching as well. Just looked up. I was just curious to know like the point differential numbers for like the teams. And we're actually 25th by negative five points. So that if I was to put a number on things, mine would be 75% coaching Taylor Jenkins and 25% players. And I know we come on this, you know, but we kind of, it's kind of weird that like we kind of target one player, but it's not really that really, I mean, cause we try to push them and motivate them, but at the same time, coaching and the rotations aren't getting it done for us. Like we see Brandon Clark actually doing pretty good by the last couple of games outside of the symbols. He's been playing some good basketball and he's getting an opportunity. I love the the, the fact that Zaire Williams is getting time. You know what I'm saying? Because he is a top 10 pick. And to your point, Trevor, I think that may be front office saying, hey, you know, put him in and, and let's let him go. But I came into the season like I didn't see how he would fit because, like I said, I know the potential of this team. I know how good we can be, how, how good we can be. I know that certain players were needed to step up. And I'm not seeing him step up, which is why I think Zion Williams is getting as much playing time as he as he is, which is good. Because, like I said, I've been I'm 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 howling top ten pick. He should be playing, but with this team right here, it like it's something just not clicking. It's not it's not clicking. It, I don't know what it is. So seventy five percent coach, twenty five percent players. And speaking of Taylor Jenkins, our next question. That's why I got Zach, uh, Zach No Randolph. His Twitter handle is at DBLTree227. Taylor Jenkins said he isn't in panic mode yet. If you don't panic after multiple team, after multiple times of your team getting destroyed, when is panic time? Skyler and Trevor. What exactly is the question? I'm sorry if I missed that part. He said, when is panic time? Oh, when it. is panic time? Oh, man. I wouldn't panic just yet but i would definitely be something i would be concerned peter emerson put on twitter and i'm just going i got to give him his credit for this because this has got to be pointed out all but one loss this year to the lakers has been by double digits and all but two have been complete blowouts i wouldn't panic just yet just yet but if you're at the front office you have to get you have to start thinking about okay how can we save the season salvage the season if if, if i guess if that's the right word because that's not sustainable that's only what where, where are we how many games we're into the season 16 16 games to the season and so that's bad in my opinion the grizzlies and we've all said this and i'm and i'm We've all said this, and this is something that's not outside of the rim. They can compete for the division. It's not like the Dallas Mavericks are just world beaters. You have the Houston Rockets in your vi- division. They're not 
doing anything. So it's it's I don't it's it's not panic mode, but you have to get to the point where you have to say something must be done. Something has to change. Um, shout out to Young Dolph. Rest in heaven to to Young Dolph. But he he said in a song, "Keep it with your dog. Keep it real with your dog, no matter what." And we have to Preach. keep it real with ourselves and say. Maybe some of the moves that were done in the offseason, I mean, maybe we need to start questioning those. Maybe we need to start questioning some of the rotations. Maybe we need to start questioning the people that are in those rotations. Again, I was one of those people that, again, if Triple J is not showing up or he's not doing what you need him to do, I would start making calls. And somebody put on Twitter and said that I believe – of the games so of the 16 games so far this season that Triple J has only scored 20 points one time. Shout out to Nate Chester. GBB. There you go. Yeah. And if we're going to call Triple J a unicorn, if we're going to call him the second best player in the team, if we're going to say that um he's a future star in this league, or he potentially could win most most improved player because I think there are coaches and GMs that voted for him to win that award. Mm-hmm. He ain't doing what he's supposed to be doing. Now, granted, I will say before the Timberwolves game, his defense has improved drastically. I will say that. But again, I need to see his improve his defense to improve drastically, not against just the, the Rockets or not against some low some below average team. I need him to show up when he's playing Carl Anthony Towns. I need him to show up when he's playing against Anthony Davis. I need him to I need to see those same defensive rotations, blocks, you know, slides, whatever. I need to see that against teams or players to his caliber or better. And that's my issue that I'm not seeing with him. I'm not seeing him show up when it's time for him to show up. John Moran has done that. Dylan Brooks has done that. In my opinion, Triple J has not done that. So, I mean, I wouldn't go into panic mode just yet, but um, it's it, times are ticking. Yeah, to Skyler's point, you, you're not going to hit the panic button just yet, but you're definitely li- lifting up the glass case <laughs> that the button is under there. Uh, you're not pressing it yet, but you're lifting it up. Um, to Skyler's point, yeah, all of those uh, – the stats about Peter Emerson about all of the Grizzlies losses with the exception to the Lakers have pretty much been my double digits with the exception of two, most of them being by 20 plus. That's not, that's not a formula for a playoff team. And one of the things you don't want to do, especially after I mentioned earlier about having a playoff berth and not being in the rebuild anymore, you don't want to regress back to the point on point. You don't want to regress back to that, middle of the road type of team that's like always on the fringe of making the playoffs but not getting in because it doesn't give you an opportunity to get better in the draft and then now you're really stuck asking questions about your rotation in the roster and things of that nature um but yeah to the point man it's it's getting close and to correct nate a little bit out of the 16 games jerry jackson jr has scored even though it's not really better but he scored 20 twice <laughs> as opposed to once uh albeit it was against the clippers and the nuggets believe it or not and two games that the grizzlies actually won but that's still inexcusable for a guy that we are deeming the second best player on this team and shout out to savage because we had this conversation in the group me um 
this is looking real Serge Ibaka-ish <laughs> with Jared Jackson Jr. I'm not going to lie to you. And if we gave $105 million to Serge Ibaka, then that's kind of cause for pause. Now, there's no disrespect to Serge Ibaka. He's a pretty decent player. He's an NBA champion. But if that if that's what we're asking for Jared Jackson Jr., cool. But that's not something I give $105 million to. That's just me. But, yeah, to answer the question, I'm not hitting the panic button just yet, but the glass case has been lifted. For sure, for sure. So, got a last question from my guy, Raphael Hammond. Uh, his Twitter handle is at hamdog, D-A, uh, ham, H-A-M, D-A-W-G-22. Uh, his question was, the blowout losses. Is it Taylor Jenkins not having them ready, not having their attitude and heart in dealing? Or is it this iteration of the team without two starters from last season? Bad. I answered that one. Um, it's a little bit of all three. I mean, because of the blowout losses, uh, Dylan Brooks. Since he's been back, I think they lost to the Pelicans. Technically, that was a blowout. But, I mean, that's the one game that since he's been back that they really just got him. Well, yeah, man, he did play last night, didn't he? No, he didn't play last night. No, no he, he didn't play, play last so, night. Yes, right. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, they still working on back in. So, it was, that was kind of uh, the reason. But, one player, yeah, he was the heart and soul of the team, though. But still, one player, man, the whole team got to have, got to have some type of, you know, they got to have some type of. I can't think of the word. They got to have some type of pride, pride some type of sense, fight, man. some type of fortitude, all right, all of it, all, all those words, yeah. <laughs> uh, Taylor Chica's not having them ready, like y'all alluded to earlier. Even either not having them ready or the rotations being off, different rotations every night. You play Brandon Clark one night, you play Tillman one night. Not consistent. Consistency is key. Need to be consistent. I understand you got a couple of little injuries, but it, the injuries haven't been that bad this year. You want to be honest. And not enough for these little rotations. Playing John Conchar. I mean, come on, what, what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> no, no disrespect to John Conchar, but he should only play when, like last night when Dylan and Melton are out. He shouldn't be in a part of the regular rotation. But just different things like that. And the yeah. two starters. One starter is coming out the bench now in Calvin Anderson. But he was starting at the four, which is for who? The $105 million man. So, eh, kind of hard unless you start Jerry Asilla and bring Steve Ellis off the bench and put Cal at the four or something like that. Or start Cal at three, whatever you want to do. Um, Steve Ellis replacing Jonas. Sure, he's not better than Jonas, but I don't know. Uh, let, let, let me help you out, Sharky. Can, if we are so quick to put stock into something, we want to make – hashtags for something i'm going to put stock into something and say this the grizzlies miss jv you can spin that however you want to spin it you can say the stephen adams or you can say jv he wasn't part of the long-term um answer for this team but i be damned there is no way anybody can say with a straight face that the grizzlies don't miss jv I said this on last week's podcast, and i'm going to say oh, yeah. it again you miss the those easy baskets that he was giving you there is no way you don't miss that there is no way you don't miss that because if nothing else, there are times you're not even playing Stephen Adams and the times you are playing Stephen Adams, you're playing triple J at the five and there are games. He's not even one showing up or he's not helping you at all. And those are minutes that I promise to God, JB could have helped you. There is no way you telling me that. So I'm going to put stock into saying not even, you can't go back and redo the trade, but damn it, the Grizzlies miss JB. I'll say it. So last year when Grizzly Bear Blues did the uh, the article on outside of John Morant, who was like your top player that you should that the Grizzlies should keep, my top two was Jonas Valanciunas. Like for the reasons that you said, Skylar, and 
according to fantasy basketball, he's his position rank as a center is number two, y'all. <laughs> it's number two. So yeah, <laughs> we 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 miss him. We miss him. I miss him. Mm-hmm. I wonder who's that second player that you that you uh originally <laughs> or Ja. Uh, I think it was slow mo. No, I gotta go. It back could be Jock because I'm pretty sure yeah, it was yeah, out. I'm pretty sure no, it was, it was like, out, outside no, the Jock. Okay, yeah. I think JV, I think I think JV was number one. I think JV, yeah, you were you were you were arguing. I think JV was my number yeah. one actually. I thought it was Milton and um, Milton yeah. and Bang, you know, something like that. Um, but yeah, Scott, I mean, you're right, but I do believe kind of like what we were saying about the Grizzlies being 500 better than making the playoffs. I think with JV, we still was gonna be in that range, so I think that was the idea of the trade, no matter. No matter how much we miss them, I think if we're not eight and eight, we're nine to seven, ten and six. I mean, it, we're still around the same round, the same record wise, in my yeah, opinion. Which is probably fine, Sharky, but I promise you, you ain't losing by 30 and 40 points. Not with JV on your team. Hey, a loss is a loss. A loss is yeah, a loss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but some, yeah, uh, I will agree. A loss is a loss, and they all count the same at the end of the season. But damn it, when you lose losing by 30 and 40 points consistently, that's an issue. That's yeah, an issue. issue. And we miss it, it. but I mean, I don't think he differs between us being like a legit top four seed tonight. So that's that's just my whole. That's not that's just me. Yeah, tell 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 Taylor Jenkins to make his adjustments and stop allowing teams to shoot forty plus percent from the three point line, and then maybe you know things will change. But now the the players we got back for JV, yeah, Zaire and Steve Adams, yeah. <laughs> They bank it on the long term, you know, whatever that means. Potential, they love potential. I, I'm not a potential person. I've never been a potential person. So, hey, hey let it do what it do, Mr. Five potential goes out show. the window when you start achieving more than what you should have, which is what the Grizzlies have been doing for the past three years. Right. All right. So, four games this week. Well, we're going to record on a Sunday before the Kings game, but um, we're just going to do prediction for all four games before the next recording. We got the Utah Jazz. Give me that loss at Utah. Um, give me <laughs> the Raptors at home, the Hawks at home, and the Kings at home. What is y'all record for this week? Y'all know where I'm going. Two and two. Loss at Utah. Uh, two and one the rest of the games. I don't matter. Two and two. Ten and ten after this season. Mr. 500 Shark for show. I'm signing out. I'm sorry, y'all. That sounds real one and three-ish. That sounds real one and three-ish. And that one the I'm one, giving you, the one I'm trying to give you is the, uh, I think you said the Kings were in there. Darren Fox, I love him, boy. I'm going to just be nice. I'm going to call it two and two. I'm going to just call it two and two. Don't ask me who they winning against, who they losing against, because I've been wrong on all that for the past forever. Just just right. give me two and two. But I hope it ain't one and three, which is what I'm thinking it is. Right. The Grizzlies are playing well at home, and three of these games are at home. Yeah, so four teams. Uh, the, jazz four teams are the at the Jazz versus the Raptors versus the Hawks versus the Kings, and no back to backs. It's all like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Well, I'll go next. Yes, yeah, right. Um, oh man, I really don't know, man. Because they they got to solve this issue with the three point line. I, I'm I'm sorry. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a shitty route and go reverse psychology and hoping I'm wrong. <laughs> I I think we go winless this week. I'm just gonna be honest with you, because 
that 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 one at the Jazz, that's a definite loss because they they definitely hit threes at a high enough clip. The Raptors and the Hawks have actually been playing pretty decent basketball as of late. A lot of people are sleeping on Toronto. Uh, yep. Shout out to Preston Zachua. Shout out to Scotty Barnes. Shout out to Fred Van Fleet. Um, the Hawks, you already know what you're getting with uh, Trey Young. And then the Kings is one of them teams where, again, like just what happened last night, is a is the reason that the Grizzlies may not show up. So Sharky has a Breaking break, break news just came across my screen. Teams play better when their coaches get fired. Luke Walton just got fired from the Kings. Took long enough. What? So, yeah. Finally. Took long, took long so, enough. yeah, that definitely took long enough. So, yeah, Finally. I'm hoping I'm wrong, and I will gladly acknowledge that next week if the Grizzlies win a game, but I, I'm I'm going winless this week until I see, until I see otherwise. Let's go reverse psychology. My she D, I'm singing today. I'm done. So I actually think the bounce back game is the Jazz. Um, and then the I we uh, talked about this yesterday on LBR. The Raptors are really a better team than what people put stock in, especially Scotty Barnes. Um, and so that's a loss. Um, the Hawks a loss, and the Kings another loss. Um, De'Aaron Fox and the Kings have had our number. For years literally um i don't know what it is about the kings but they play the, the kings play the grizzlies pretty pretty dang on hard um and so i'm saying one and three i think you know unfortunately i hope somewhere because coaching is so inconsistent um because coaching is so inconsistent that's why i'm giving them the win against the jazz because they're supposed to lose this game but watch them win this game but then stick up the court the next three games and yeah great that they're at home and they have a better record at home thank god um but I'm saying one and three. And that's how I'm going to die on that hill. Thankful. Oh. Okay. Save us. Save us. Save us. Save I don't know if I don't know about that one. Especially if they don't want to be saved. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm caught with it, huh? I was just about to say it. I was just about to say it. December 2nd. So I'm going to go win against the Jazz. Um, the Raptors, we talked about them yesterday. Y'all forgot to mention Gary Trent. And if anybody's listening, if Gary Trent is able to be picked up in your fantasy basketball, please go pick your brother up. Um, home against the Hawks, I'm going to actually go win. This is Kings, man. Sounds like a two and two. Look like a two yeah. and two to me. I'm I'm gonna go, go two and two, man. I'm gonna go two and two. Y'all right, like the Kings? They they just finally fired. They caught like them firing Luke Wong kind of got me there, but y'all right about like Darren Fox coming in whooping whooping our butt. So, um, yeah. Give me, you know what? Nah, give me a win against the Kings. Give me, give me a win against the Kings. Give me a win, win against the Kings. So I don't know why, but give me a win against the Kings. So your one loss is to the Raptors. It's to the Raptors. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. And hopefully Grizz Nation can can pull up because they not, you know, mandating the vaccines and all that at, at, at the at the at the at the FedEx. Which is now. bad. So hopefully that it helps. is what it is. Eh, depending on what size you're on. Please, please, please do not let Scotty Barnes outplay Triple J. Because you will not hear him <laughs> or me. I, pr- I promise. It's not even I wouldn't even say Scotty. I say pressures are true. I say I'm going. I'm going. Precious, precious Ooh. outperforms Jaron, especially in the FedEx room. 
oh, <laughs> y'all talk about my half bag of stock that I got left. <laughs> because we actually I mean, again. I we play the, him again I uh, next week, too. We play him, I we need the Raptors to rain down at that point. So we play the Raptors once next week, and then the following Tuesday on the 30th, we play them again. So if yeah. Precious Achua outperforms Jaren in these last two games, or his next two games, oh, yeah. <laughs> I need the blue <laughs> to rain in on Jaren Jackson Jr. if that happens. And there's no disrespect to Precious Achua. We know Precious oh, no. Achua has oh, been no. great, but it's just like for Heart, all the talk about Jaren Jackson being this, this unicorn and being great, we've seen what we get from Precious Achua, and we just need at least a portion of that from Jaren Jackson Jr. So, but And it's just you know. effort, heart, heart. We got to name this one heart. That name of this episode, heart. <laughs> heart. Yeah. All right. That does it for this show this week, man. Remember to follow us at the starting five, number five, MEM. Follow Greasy Bear Blues at SBN Grizzlies. And listen to other podcasts on network, Green D Podcast, Core 4 Podcast, GBB Live, and The Long View. Remember to follow me at the one underscore P Shark. I'm at underscore Scarlito. Ain't nothing changed but the weather. Happy Thanksgiving to y'all, by the way. Happy this Thanksgiving, y'all. This is Trevor. And never be ashamed to play on pro on 2K, especially when you grind the build. You put a lot of time, a lot of money into making that build to play online. Get get what get what you can, man. Get to 99 as quickly as you can and enjoy yourself online. Oh, yeah, of is still the preposition, by the way. I didn't want to intrude there. Uh, last time we called someone a unicorn, we signed him to a big deal, and he's been sticking it up for the Mavericks. It's really shitty at Twitter. Make sure you yeah mm-hmm. and i'm at tab shakira this episode was so heated and crazy that we really didn't get to t- ask my question so actually we can put it out as a poll but if you grew up as a Grizz fan that was a particular player that we lit a fire under and i was just curious to know we can talk about this next week of who 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 has the most who did we put more pressure on this player who we y'all know if not the, the poll will be out shortly or jaron jackson jr And Paul be out. Also, this was our number 50th episode. I just realized it. So, oh man, you should have started off with that. Man, I just realized it. Anybody pay attention to all that? <laughs> yeah, happy 50th, y'all. Happy Zemo episode. Happy 50th, I guess. Happy Zemo episode. <laughs> happy Thanksgiving, everybody, as well. All right, man. Happy holidays. Next time, go Grizz. Go Grizz.